This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA Media. I wish, in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Mike Lee, who's confused. I know Mike, and I like Mike, but Mike's confused because, first of all, they booed Joe Biden when he said that one president, Donald Trump, raised the national debt more in four years than the United States of America raised the national debt over the first 220 years. True fact. They booed it. You're booing true facts. Why don't you boo it if he says that Philadelphia is going to be in the Super Bowl? It's as much of a fact. What was the next thing? Um, Republicans raised the debt ceiling three times under Donald Trump. They're, they're upset and they're booing that. Why? Ooh. Because they were there. They did it. And the final thing I wrote down, they're so shocked and stunned that Joe Biden said, not all of you. But some of you want to sunset Social Security and Medicare every five years. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's not a backbencher. Yeah. It was the guy that ran campaigns. He was the head of the Republican Senate Election Committee. And he wrote Rick it down. Scott. He wrote He's it got down. the plan. The sunset everything. And, uh-huh. and Mike Lee and the rest of them are saying it's a lie when they know. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. And Mike Lee. Okay, welcome. It's uh, Wednesday, 8 February, Year of Lord, 2023. It is the uh, morning after. I don't even know what this thing was last night, but we're going to get into it. Uh, I want to start. We get a very special guest in house. We're going to get to in a second. Let's start with Natalie Winters. Natalie, you're going to be covering. We're going to juggle a lot of balls today. What's happening right now, starting on Capitol Hill, that you are going to be monitoring as our executive editor, ma'am? So this is kind of the opening salvo in terms of the congressional investigations into particularly the social media censorship and, of course, the collusion with three-letter federal agencies uh, to, of course, suppress not just the notorious Hunter Biden hard drive story, but the conservative and MAGA movement more broadly. So today, what we have starting at 10 a.m., which, like you said, I'll be watching and coming in and out of the show to really kind of get the buried leads and the signal, not the noise, we have three former Twitter executives uh, including Yoel Roth, who's the former head of trust and safety, James Baker, the former deputy counsel, and the former chief legal officer, Vijaya Gaudi. Uh, these three people will be testifying about particularly the Hunter Biden story um, as the Republican witnesses. And then the Democrats have brought uh, one witness, an individual by the name of Annika uh, Navaroli, who is a former Twitter employee, 
turned whistleblower and she's going to focus on how Twitter led to January 6th uh, and more of that spin. So it'll be interesting to see uh, these four witnesses working in concert. Like I said, it starts at 10 a.m. I'll be watching it coming in and out of War Room uh, to really be giving you guys kind of the polls that are important uh, in terms of the censorship, not just of Hunter Biden, but of course, people like you who have been sharing those stories. Uh, James Baker is a uh, former FBI general counsel, too. That's the, the, the big hook there. Um, <laughs> and, of course, this is the way it's supposed to run. You have a ranking member. They have minority counsels. They should. They're going to be able to call their, some witnesses to cross-examination, uh, all the documents in advance, the way Congress should run, not the show trial of uh, J6. Uh, r- real quick before I let you go, um, did he have less – he talked less about the Chinese Communist Party last night as an existential threat to the United States of America in the, in the uh, spy balloon, which still has not been briefed yet on Capitol Hill. The gang of A has not been briefed. Then he did about what credit card overcharges or, you know, you get an extra airline seat and you got to pay for luggage in the overhead. Uh, he kind of confused me in that part. Uh, what was your <laughs> assessment, um, Natalie? Well, I think actions speak louder than words. And frankly, Joe Biden's words weren't even that loud to begin with when it came to being tough on the Chinese Communist Party. But somehow his actions have been even softer, right? That gang of eight, we broke that yesterday. They still have not been briefed uh, on the nature, on the surroundings of that Chinese spy balloon, which I think really tells you all you need to know. So all of the, as you would say, gobbledygook that was coming from Joe Biden last night It's all a distraction. It doesn't mean anything until we give our congressional leaders uh, actual substantive information about the Chinese spy balloon. And until that point, I think the question remains, what is the Biden regime hiding? So I don't care any of his other talking points as far as I'm concerned, just like everything else this regime has done there that's also made in China. Okay, you, you're on watch now. Let us know what's going on, and we'll come back to you. Natalie Winters, can we play? We have, we have, the, we have the Russ vote in, the, in, in studio, in the war room. I want to play. We got the call open to Joe Biden talking about it. Can we play? Let's go ahead and play that for us. Under the previous administration, the American deficit went up four years in a row. Because those record deficits, no president added more to the national debt in any four years than my predecessor. Nearly 25% of the entire national debt that took over 200 years to accumulate was added by just one administration alone, the last one. They're the facts. Check it out. Check it out. How did Congress respond to that debt? They did the right thing. They lifted the debt ceiling three times without preconditions or crisis. They paid American bills to prevent an economic disaster. Please make it stop. Okay. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um... He yammered on. Russ, last night, the most contentious part of this, as we imagined, was the uh, was the debt ceiling part and really his lies and misrepresentations about uh, about what he's done for the deficit and all that. And I think appropriately, a little bit act looked like commons in question time. I mean, the, the, the Republicans, I think, quite correctly called him out and didn't let him get away with these lies on 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 global t- on national and global TV. Russ vote. Yeah, it's complete nonsense to claim that when you're coming off of this extreme emergency with pandemic that causes your deficits to go up, and as a result, you have some larger numbers than you would normally have, to then claim that as your deficit reduction, and everyone knows that. Uh, And, of course, Democrats voted for all of those COVID response bills and things that were necessary to deal with their lockdowns. So, uh, you know, where are we right now? We have a moment, and I think that's 
the the heat of the speech was around the fact that the leverage point of the next year is the debt limit. Everything else is largely not moving. His bills won't get passed through the House. The one thing he needs is a debt limit to be able to continue to govern for his purposes. And it's incumbent on Republicans, and we've made a ton of progress since we started talking about it on the war room. It's incumbent on Republicans to say, no, we're not going to pass your debt limit until you get rid of the woke and weaponized government that you're currently presiding and and furthering by a number of the things that we heard last night and and we know is is their track record. And that is – I just want to make sure people understand because now we're into – and everybody says, oh, you can't talk process – on TV or on these shows, we talk a lot of process because this audience is an activist audience and they're waiting for, you know, Russ vote to give them their call to action, right? So there's two things. We talk about the debt ceiling and they, you know, they've, they've theoretically hit it, but they can go to June, although they still haven't shown us a financial model. The one thing we do know is Biden has said, uh, it's clean debt ceiling and I'm, we're not negotiating. And they a little bit dug in on that yesterday. McCarthy is, you got some other guys around there. But the processes are going to go. You have a negotiation of the debt ceiling, but you also have this process of the appropriations process, and that's where the rubber meets the road in the city. That's what budgets are kind of squishy. Appropriations is really where the money gets spent. We have promised, or, or one of the big things that you fought for on the five days that changed America to get McCarthy a speaker is that no more omnibuses. You have to have regular order to really go through these 12 different committees and come up with 12 appropriations bills that are all voted on and all come together at the before the end of the fiscal year. Walk us through the process. How do we have an interaction between that appropriations process where the money really gets spent in the debt ceiling negotiations? And I just want to take a, a brief second to say they're in strategic chaos because they keep responding to where no Republicans are. So – Initially, they've been out there calling for the plan. They're calling out for Social Security and Medicare cuts as part of the debt limit, and they can't understand the fact that that's not part of the ask. You think last and, night that put that to bed? Let's get that ready. I want to pull it right now, but let's get that part right about Social Security. That was the most dramatic besides probably the back and forth of debt ceiling. You think that got taken off the table last night? Yeah, and they've got the left is on Twitter last night saying that he just got Republicans to agree to that. Republicans were the ones that went to the House, to the White House, and said – Stop talking about it. we're not we're that's not part of our list of demands at all. So we have an opportunity here. Okay, we had a, a, a twenty percent cut to non-defense spending. It's about one hundred fifty billion dollars in in one year over a ten-year period. That gets you three trillion dollars. That's about a third of what you need to get on the way to a balanced budget. But it's the most important part because it goes after woke and weaponized. But here's the problem. You're going to have a hard time getting that through the United States Senate that's in control of the Democrat majority. And so it's incumbent to unite these fights to say, look, Joe Biden, you are not getting a debt limit until our cuts to woke and weaponized bureaucracy are in law. You're passing them. You're voting for them. You're not. Go- you're going to allow them to get to the president's desk, and we're not sending you a debt limit until that happens. So that's that's the, the, the path to victory this year. Did Russ vote get an energy drink? <laughs> I want to make folks out there, and because Russ was, uh, if not the lead intellectual architect, one of the top architects for the whole five days to change America, take the cartel on. And you actually said after we got what we got that McCarthy could be in line if he, you know, heaves to for historical speakership. People understand when Russ Vogt speaks in this city about uh, in the imperial capital about the budget and about appropriations, people listen. He was President Trump's last OMB, and quite frankly, you were deputy at first in Mulvaney, but the guy everybody went to with the math. 
what you're saying, and I love it more than you know life itself. What you're saying, this is so hardball. You're saying, and you want to drive that stake in the ground now. You're saying, just sort of regular order appropriations where we start seeing cuts now. No happy, talk, none of this cap, none of this happy talk. Not pushing out to the out years. You start zero, ground zero here with cuts in this appropriations process. Once those are passed, then you pivot and negotiate with that as the path, the glide path to a 10-year balanced budget with an anchor that has real cuts in, in, in period zero. Then you negotiate a debt ceiling increase. Exactly right. This town's going to want to separate all these facts, all these fights. Russ vote just, Russ vote just ruined a lot of people's. No, it's it's genius. And so the only way that – they want Everybody wants to scatter it. You want to bring it back to the thing itself. Exactly. In, in June and July. And they're going to say, well, we don't do appropes until, the end, until September and October. I'm saying, well, that's Old Testament thinking. New Testament thinking is you're going to do it in June and July when you have a leverage point, And you're going to have that fight now. And we're going to spend the whole next five months talking about woke and weaponized government. So everything is a message to the American people that this government – it's woke, it's weaponized, and it's against you, the American people, so that they can have a messaging debate that they can understand. And the, 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 the list of examples is, is as far as the eye can see. And this is where you really get substantive debate. You have people up there talking about real things. So they're talking about it's waste, fraud, and abuse. When people say that, they're trying to, it's a misdirection play. There's plenty of waste, fraud, and abuse, but it's, it's programmatically, right? You have to, this is all about policy and about programs. Until you start taking commitments and programs out, you're not really going to get stop the madness, you're not going to drain the swamp, and you're certainly not going to get to a balanced budget, correct? Right, and it's the bureaucracies. It's not just the examples. It's the fact that when you have EPA, EPA put a 77-year-old Navy veteran, Joe Robertson, in jail for building four ponds on his lawn to be able to fight wildfires. FDA shut down a company or tried to shut down a company because of, they had some innovative telehealth option. Go after each and every Department of Labor over over defined the, uh, what a volunteer was versus an employee to shut down a consignment shop that was giving free uh, children's clothing to, to the community. You go at every single agency and you look at it from the filter of woke and weaponized and you will find that that's the reality of what we are what we are facing. This is Barack Obama and Joe Biden's uh, bureaucracy, not Bill Clinton's. The administrative state is deconstructing the administrative state. That's how you do it. Short commercial break. Russ, vote. will return and join us uh, about this incredible plan he's got about how actually to cut the federal budget, to get to a balanced budget, and to actually have a real negotiation about the debt ceiling and the debt limit next in the war room. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. 
Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metals specialists. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if... If Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. Okay. I don't even think it's even. Okay. Um, Demo- we've always had, and you specifically in your budget, get to a 10-year balanced budget at the end of 10 years and never touch uh, Medicare and Social Security, correct, sir? Right. We have no benefit cuts to Social Security and Medicare, and that's the way you've got to approach this. You can get massive trillion dollars in savings of discretionary and mandatory without hitting those benefits, which is a pretty crucial. And that's we, – we have said that over and over again. I think it took last night to people – and this is not uh, Biden bringing us there – that has been kind of lockstep and all the intellectual work you've been doing on Capitol Hill, correct? Absolutely. And, and you, we're dealing with a paradigm shift. The, the right and kind of your, your fiscal libertarian crowd has wanted to, to say that's where the money is. And as a result, we have, we've had to shift this paradigm. But what we've been saying this since the, the power sharing agreement that Social Security and Medicare were not going to be an ask as part of the debt limit. McCarthy communicated that to the, to the White House, and he finally got the hint last night. But I think it's because they don't understand the, the strategic landscape in the aftermath of what the 20 accomplished on Capitol Hill. Talk to me about that. Well, in the, in, in the sense that previously leadership always plays to lose. They don't play to win. They don't say, here's our objective. They manage the dismount in their, in their, in their minds. Now there is factional coalition government. You have independent rules committee with th- three rock-solid members. You have House Appropriators. Those are the two, the two committees that the cartel relies on the most. And you have individuals that are bought in on doing something real and not playing to lose. So they, are at, they have a real seat at the table to look at every step that McCarthy makes and say, you going for being a historic speaker? That's what we want you to be. Be a historic speaker. Go for big. Don't play to lose. Play to win. Uh, and, and, and then, or are you going to listen to the cartel? You're going to manage losing. You're going to manage the dismount. Uh, that's your option too. And so far so good, but we're going to have to stay on them. Just so the audience knows, write this down on this date when you heard this, because you're going to become the key factor in this. this we have to have a groundswell of, of, of populist support from MAGA on, at the appropriate time on the phone saying, hey, you got to hold the line this way because you're hearing talk up there that, well, we're going to have a presidential election. We don't want to burden the presidential candidate with it. Maybe we'll do something that gives them a lick and a promise and kicks the can down the road. The mentality in the city, in the imperial capital, is always to kick the can down the road, correct, yeah. and, and play for time. You're saying the exact opposite. 
what I want to do is we want to get on this right now in the appropriations process. And here's the, the thing. We need significant cuts this year. Yeah. No more happy talk. We need significant cuts this year and then has to show up in regular order in appropriations bills. These 12 get passed, fully debated. You're saying it's a, a unique opportunity for the Republicans to go out through the day, not just message, actually talk about what the reality of a weaponized and woke uh, federal budget is, correct? And do it now. Yeah, this is the fundamental challenge that the country is facing. All statesmen have to rise to this, this, this issue, and it just so happens that it saves us a ton of money. But if the American people don't understand that Republicans are fighting against this federal government, it's a lost year and it's a lost two years. And we, we will be – you could have all the Social Security and Medicare cuts in the world. You can wake up and have it all enacted, and you might be closer to a balanced budget, but we're going to lose our country to tyranny. That's the reality. Because the administrative state itself is being funded for these weaponized and woke programs. Exactly. So you got to go after the heart of the beast, and the heart of the beast is money. The Federal Reserve prints it, but they have fiscal domination where they continue to have these massive out-of-control, really uh, d- mainly discretionary spending, but you still get the Medicaid fiasco there, right? That's the way that this whole city operates. That's the reason the real estate prices are so high. The restaurants are packed. It's got – it feels like Paris as far as the, the fashion houses and the stores and the boutiques and all that. Right. So when you're giving big sums of money to all these agencies, these departments that interact with American people, they're also giving contracts and grants to all of these big corporations that then hire people to live here and have their lobbyists. And so this is the cartel. You cannot defeat the cartel without going – after discretionary spending, which we know what it is doing to the American people. Get the, uh, get the uh, clip ready. When you tell me when it's ready about the manufacturing economic national. Once that up, I'm going to bring that up. Uh, Russ, uh, the, um, the other aspect of this is that you said that people play to lose or to dismount. How do you change that mentality in this process? Because this is like a uh, – we're trying to build – a 747 while we're in the air, right? How Walk people through your strategy since it worked so magnificently to even get us to this point, right? The leverage, everything's about leverage. What leverage will you use? Are you telling your, your colleagues up on the Hill to use to drive this debate that it has to happen now? Well, I'm encouraging them to think about this as what understand what they negotiated. They negotiated a power-sharing agreement. They may not call it that, but that's what it is. In a coalition government. In a coalition government. It is New Testament. Everything before that power-sharing agreement was Old Testament. And so you just make fundamentally different determinations. You don't make determinations, well, everyone votes for the bill on the floor. Everyone votes for the bill out of committee. No, no, no. You, you set the terms for what you are going to vote for, and you drive it. And that means that you have to come and tell them this is how we want to proceed. This is the strategy. And they've always said that the conservatives, the populists, the nationalists don't have governing strategy. That's just completely not true. We just play to win. You play to lose because you're trying to, to, to confuse the American people that you are who you said you were on the campaign as opposed to the, getting here to this town and doing what is good for your status quo. That's the difference between how we govern versus how they govern. In the coalition government, you've had controlled opposition Republicans, Chamber of Commerce Republicans, the donor class Republicans. And one thing I've always noticed, they always talk about Reagan's thing, bold colors and not pink past, or not you know, pastels. Um, this is a big idea. The, the Republicans haven't played to win in the House. I mean, Ryan didn't play to win. Boehner didn't play to win. They haven't played to win since Newt back in uh, – for a brief moment in time back in the 90s. And those wins were big, right? That's how we got to – that's how really in the Clinton years we got to uh, surpluses, not deficits. 
is there are there enough people out there that understand that these big ideas is the way that we win big and show the country and the world that we know how to govern? In the American people, the whole they're all with us. Look, they want to say that we have bright colors. We just don't paint in your lines. And I think the extent to which we can get the the fighters in Congress and those who are adjacent to them. The 20 is fantastic. They just achieved historic transformational yes. government. But there's now an adjacent group around them that another kind of wishes. 30, another 30 or hey, 40. Hey, I wish I was part of that crew, right? I want to be part of the 20, the mighty 20. We got to get those adjacents into the 20 and turn it into 30 and 40 and 50. And as we do that, and I think we're on that way to doing that, we're going to be successful this year. You know the American people with you. This is what I said yesterday on the show. The polling put up by CBS and ABC shows that Biden's approval as far as economics, people saying it's going well for my family, is 18%. The opposite's 50. The American people can't quite put their finger on intellectually what it is, but they know in their own life, the lived experience, it's not working for them. So if you come with these bold ideas and say, hey, this is the way we get the burden of this government off your back, this is the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, you're going to pass a debt limit, but you don't want to make any cuts this year? What? I mean, that, it sounds, sounds phony, right? It sounds phony. <laughs> because it is phony. That's a, Real quickly, let's play. Last night, Joe Biden channeled uh, economic nationalism. He channeled Russ vote and, uh, and Donald Trump. Let's hear it. To restore the soul of this nation, to rebuild the backbone of America, America's middle class, and to unite the country. We've been sent here to finish the job, in my view. For decades, the middle class has been hollowed out in more than, and not no one administration, but for a long time. Too many good-paying manufacturing jobs move overseas. Factories closed down. Once thriving cities and towns that many of you represent became shadows of what okay. they used to be. Except for Donald Trump, we've heard this for years, and the Democrats, he personally have done, has done more to do that than anybody, right? In his time, these, these Democratic senators, the Democratic House, they've done more to gut these jobs and send them to the CCP. By the way, he spent two seconds on the CCP last night. Is he, but they understand what the American people want and what the American people are looking for. That is pure Donald Trump, Russ vote right there, right? Yeah, I mean, he's clearly going after the next year's presidential campaign and going for – uh, the MAGA voters, the old Ross Perot voters, the Pat Buchanan voters that Donald Trump so effectively appealed to and won a presidency on and was the first person to sit in the White House and think on their behalf, coming down in the morning and saying, Steve Bannon, where are my, where are my manufacturing proposals? That, that is what is he's trying to tap into. The problem is that he comes from the financialization wing of the Democrat Party. Big time. He's the corrupt wing of the, the Delaware, Party. The Delaware corporate headquarters party. Right. So, like, what does he do other than say it? He's got no policies. Everyone knows he doesn't care about manufacturing. Everything. Everyone knows he doesn't care about the communities. He cares about the way that the cartel works in the big cities and along the coast. Uh, it is so great to see you take leadership on this. You had leadership in President Trump's uh, first term. Uh, you're going to be a major player uh, in the second term. I don't know. Russ is Secretary Treasury or head of the Federal Reserve. Hey, you and Navarro flip for it, all right? One will get the other. How do people get to you and follow you on social media and this fantastic group that you lead and all the great people you have over there because you are the tip of the tip of the spear in this fight? AmericaRenewing.com is the website, and then at Russ, vote on all the social media channels where we're going uh, in the in the real time to be able to combat where they're what they're putting out there. And we're going to do more presentations and get into your budget and all this process over the next weeks and, and months ahead, right? Mm -hmm. So people will be fully up to speed on what we're doing at Absolutely. the appropriate time. The call to action will get the uh, will get the war and posse. 
uh, in the cadre here up on the phones and, and emails and actually go and visit their congressman because they're going to be the, the deciding factor. Quick action item. If your Republican members don't say the words woke and weaponized about how to deal with the debt limit, start talking to them and start talking to them now. Okay, we'll put the phone number up. Woke and weaponized. That's what you want. That's the watchword. Russ Vote, thank you. Honored to have you on here. Thank you so much. Okay, short break. How do you follow Russ Vote on a day after State of the Union? Lou Dobbs, how about that? Okay, we got Lou Dobbs next, joins us in the uh, in the war room. Michael Patrick Lay, breaking news out of Memphis, Tennessee. He called it about the targeted hit on Tyree Nichols. Uh, Michael Patrick Leahy, Lou Dobbs, next in the war room. Thanks. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, what is calling you? You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, um, you guys want to fight? We just laid out the, uh, the, oh, the architectonics of it. This is what the fight's going to be. Remember, it is to um, merge the appropriations process this year and to do it earlier as it should be done in the 12 different appropriations bill Take out the woke and start to deconstruct the woke and weaponized part of the administrative state now on a plan for a 10-year. This is the anchor year with significant and, I think, massive cuts this year, this year. And you tie that to the debt limit negotiations. That's not – that's the exact opposite of what they want to do on Capitol Hill. What they want to do is to give you continued happy talk, kick the can down the road, all of it. This plan stops it here and makes people address this and forces, forces these phony Democrats to have to try to justify this. Okay, um, we got a lot to get to in that. By the way, um, a lot of this is going to, we're going to go through a lot of this at CPAC, cpac.org slash worm. You get 47 bucks off uh, the general mission ticket, and that gets you to everywhere you got to go, all the main hall events, the breakout rooms. And it makes you a part of the live audience for where we're going to be broadcasting, I think, for four days. So we want you there. You remember what a great time you had. It'll be audience participation. We get to introduce yourself. So we're really looking forward to it. March 1st through 4th, I think the ticket's 248 bucks with the $47 discount. But you got to go to War Room, cpac.org slash War Room. Also, Mike Lindell's launched. You saw him going turbocharged on Ron DeSantis. And DeSantis having this... Uh, um, the lawyer for Dominion Voting Machines. I don't even get what he was trying to do there. Uh, yeah, fine. You want to have defamation suits against media companies? I mean, Ron, no offense. You're a public figure. I'm a public figure. Hey, maybe. Who knows? 
Um, but to have that lawyer there, uh, you know, raise a lot more questions than it answered. Lindell went off on it. Uh, make sure you go to the launch of uh, the um, Pillow 2.0 has been historic. So go to MyPillow.com. Promo code Worm, MyPillow 2.0. Sleep the sleep of the just on a buy one, get one free on the launch of this new technology. People that have it so far are raving about it. MyPillow 2.0. Go there today. Uh, it will change your sleeping life, your sleeping part of your life. Once you be awake the rest of the time, right? Okay, I want to go to – I got Lou Dobbs. Two original gangsters. I got I got uh, I got two OGs. I got Russ Vote and and Lou Dobbs uh, starting here on the day after uh, this. I don't know this fiasco of Joe Biden just one lie after the other, except where he didn't want to talk any, about anything Ukraine or the CCP. But I got to get in. Uh, Michael Patrick Leahy did an amazing job. Talks about New York Times. What's happening in Memphis based upon your initial reporting? This whole narrative is starting to change, is it not, sir? It is. Uh, last night we published this story, Steve, at the Tennessee Star, TennesseeStar.com. Document shows former Memphis police officer took photos of badly beaten Tyree Nichols and texted them to, quote, female acquaintance. This is actually a document signed on January 25th by uh, the Sarah Lynn Davis, the police chief in Memphis. January 25th, this document went from Memphis Police Department to the Peace Officers uh, 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 Standards and Training Commission of the state of Tennessee, we reported this possibility that uh, the rumors were going around Memphis. That no, no, no. But, the- but hang on. Don't don't bury don't bury your lead. Uh, this is like the old editorial calls in the morning. But Leahy, don't bury your lead. You went to the police department of Memphis with this information, and they lied to you. It yes. was later somebody going to the district attorney. When you, I want to don't bury your lead here. You went and you had this. You said, "Hey, it was a female acquaintance. He texts these things, sent information. Uh, you know, did they know this guy in advance? There's something screwy about the way this went down. About that, you went to the Memphis Police Department and they and they gave you a non-denial denial. Correct? They said, and we reported this a week ago on your program. Um, they said there was no evidence to support that claim, except. Six days earlier, on January 25th, the, the chief of police knew there was evidence. And we can confirm in that statement that Demetrius uh, Haley, who has been charged with secondary murder, admitted that he took uh, photos of Tyree Nichols on January 7th after they had beaten him severely and texted them to five individuals, including a female acquaintance. Steve, that sounds like evidence to me. Uh, of a possible uh, okay. 100%. personal relationship there. We got a, we got a bunch of bounce, and I know you're all over this, but the photo you put up on it's a haunting photo. The photo you put up on your on your site with the story actually has the officer with his cell phone taking as first time I've seen it taking a picture of Mr. Nichols as he's propped up against the the police car, badly beaten and and obviously fighting for his life right then. Um, I want everybody to see that photo. It's haunting. Where does your reporting go from here, sir? Well, um, we're we're going to find out who supervised these five police officers and who authorized and set this system up. It's the chief of police and the mayor there in Memphis. They're the ones that are uh, ultimately have some level of responsibility in this. You're not getting that in most of the mainstream press. And by the way, 
have to give a shout out to the New York Times for following our lead on this story and uncovering this document. No, this is huge. Now they're into it, and you're going to see that this was a pre. This was had nothing to do with that traffic stop. That traffic stop was all forced to go after Tyree Nichols. Leahy, amazing job out there. And by the way, you got to nail the, the the heads of the Memphis police for lying to you. They knew what was going on at the time, obviously, as you've shown. And they outright lied to you when you came and asked those two questions, and you did it perfectly. So now it goes from a non-denial denial to an outright bald-faced lie. Michael Patrick Leahy, how did they get to the Tennessee Star and also the Star News Network? Go to TennesseeStar.com, TennesseeStar.com, or TheStarNewsNetwork.com. And uh, you can reach me at Michael P. Leahy on Twitter, Getter, and on Truth Social. He's, uh, by the way, in all the different areas of the world, from Arizona to Michigan to Minnesota, all these different places, you have Ohio, incredible news uh, coming out, Leahy. You're doing a fantastic job, so thank you. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate that. Leahy, one of our shirt. Thanks, brother. Great work. One of our strategic partners in news gathering. Let's go to a boy. What a day to start off. I got I got Russ vote and I got Lou Dobbs. Uh, Lou, first, I just I think what people want to know is your first thoughts on uh, what you were able to observe last night and put it into historical and political context, sir. Well, that doesn't take much time, Steve. This is a, a woeful uh, moment uh, in American history when we have to look at an impaired president plowing through at uh, a rapid speed. Uh, all of these words that mean nothing to him or to the country. There was not one single mention of the balloon uh, and the eight days it took to shoot it down. Uh, there were lies after lies after lies. We're, and these people are sitting in costume before him who are the people's representatives, uh, the Congress, the senators. And to me, it was just a, a pathetic moment. To watch this man with all of that blather, uh, it's just an organized uh, Marxist agenda uh, iteration and nothing more. There's no grace in it. There is no, uh, to me at least, no aspiration, uh, no no motivation to, to listen to this man speak because he is in no way running this country. Uh, he is running it down, but he is not running. Is there any doubt in your mind, Lou, there's been all, you know, the polls came out yesterday, they couldn't have been more horrific for him. You know, two-thirds of the Democrats don't want him to run. Um, 18% of the American people think their lives are better economically. 50% think it's worse. But is there any doubt last night that 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 speech was primarily focused to Democrats and really launched his 2024 uh, presidential campaign? There's a, I don't think there's any doubt about his running again. He will not run again, no matter what he thinks or what anyone else in the Democrat Party. These polls are conclusive, and the actions of the of the Marxist left cabal are making it very clear to all, uh, except perhaps uh, the president uh, and the first lady, uh, that there will not be a run, because he, he, is, he is a documented liar. There is no way he can run for his rhetorical record. There is no way he can run from his record of devastation and destruction to this great republic. Uh, what he has done to millions of Americans, whether it is uh, during COVID, whether it is hyperinflation, whether it is the madness of saying he's created 12 million jobs, 
We have lost wages in this country. Wages have declined for two years under this president. Inflation has risen to what is now approximately 5.5%. It is a record of mass destruction from the Biden administration or Biden regime, uh, if you prefer. Let's go to two things. We have the investigation starting today, the kickoff with uh, with uh, the Twitter and the FBI and the suppression of the laptop from hell. Jamie Raskin's already out saying, oh, this is just an obsession by the far right. You know, the dangerous far right has no meaning in, in, in the real world. Then you've also got the spy airship or the spy balloon. Uh, Lou, as, as we come, and I think I'll ask my crack staff here to check. I don't think the Gang of Eight have been briefed yet. How can that possibly be? Because particularly when for five days, forget after he we identified it, and then they then they wet themselves about whether they should shoot it down or not. The first five days when it came across the Aleutians, Alaska, Canada, and then into the United States, that was never you know they never revealed it because they wanted to send Blinken to, to Beijing. The Billings, uh, Montana Gazette uh, reporter took the photo, thinking a buddy told him it was a UFO. How how do you how do you what's your observations that we're three days now back to Washington from their break and the Gang of Eight have not had a briefing on this to actually go through the timeline of what happened, sir? Yeah, as to the Gang of Eight, uh, I, Congressman Mike Walsh is among those who was uh, briefed, as was uh, I'm fairly sure uh, Mark Rubio, Senator Rubio. But I, it's unclear to me uh, as to how many uh, in the gang of eight were briefed and how uh, some of them were even selected for a briefing. But they also were briefed uh, incorrectly. Uh, the information they were given was at best half of the truth and in many cases uh, outright lie. We're now talking about 10 incidents, 10 balloon incidents that were not reported to civilian leadership. This is not uh, a passing moment in the, in the State of the Union speech for this president. The reality is that we have seen a constitutional breach by and, a, and one that is absolutely uh, concerted and fully conscious act on the part of the U.S. military. There will be an accounting. There has to be. Because we're looking at everything that we've seen in the political persecution of Donald Trump it includes now not being notified by the national security apparatus, but specifically the Pentagon and the intelligence uh, agencies, that there were incursions by a foreign power. In point of fact, I, the uh, without question, enemy of the United States, the People's Republic of China. So uh, the, the briefing right now is haphazard. I don't know what they've done with McCarthy. I don't know what they've done with McConnell. Uh, my suspicion is very little because they it is their modus operandi. They believe that they can BS their way through anything, ignore anything, so long as they control the narrative. And they controlled it even last night in that State of the Union speech. Uh, Twelve million jobs created talking about the middle class being hollowed out. Steve, I wrote a bestseller called The War on the Middle Class in 2006, for crying out loud. And these idiots are, are lifting this material uh, from what has been, well, 17 years writing uh, that uh, various newspapers and news outlets across the country. I mean, it's ridiculous. They haven't given a damn about the middle class for years. 
Lou, hang on for one second. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to return with the great Lou Dobbs from the Great America Show next in the war room. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want Download now. By the way, on Getter last night, we had live streams, and we kind of bifurcated. We had up on mine, and we had up on War Room. And I think the combined audience was twenty-seven to 30,000 in the chats. It was incredible. In fact, it was so powerful. I was reading it. It was so great. I, I was able to chip, kind of chip in. But the Savage Angels ran it. They did a great job. And the, after, the comments afterwards, the discussion after, just incredible. This is what Getter gets you. Totally free. Download it. Look, I'm an idiot. I can do it. I post all my stuff. Uh, you can do it, too. And you'll get so much more of an immersive experience. It's just incredible. And these live streams are fantastic. We're probably going to do some sort of version of the live streams of some of these hearings. Uh, we're going to reach out to Natalie Winters. I think a little bit of fireworks over there at this um, the hearing on uh, the beginning of the laptop from hell up. Uh, Lou, before I ask your observations on these hearings, how important they are, I'd love to, if you're in Beijing, given what they just pulled off, because remember, they, they had the balloon, the, the spy balloon over us for five or six days, and the they knew it was there. They knew that the American government knew it was there, and they knew the American government was suppressing it from their people. They're winning. This is a full hand, and Blinken's about to get on the plane. When they saw the speech last night, what do you think Xi and Wan Shan, the, the cr- murderous criminals around Xi, we're thinking as they looked at Joe Biden, sir. You know, I, truthfully, I can't imagine what they're thinking. They've made President Xi has made it clear he wants his military ready for war in 2027. Uh, I, if I were in Beijing, I'd want to be able, as a, a citizen of the United States, sign some document that they won't do anything before 2027, because that gives us time to uh, heal from what has been the destructive force of this administration. Uh, restore our military. Uh, and by the way, we've depleted our stocks of advanced weaponry, sending it to Ukraine. Where in the hell are the rest of the NATO nations and why aren't they stepping up? We're over there with more of our, 
Biden has sent more troops. He has sent more equipment, more billions. And the reality is now they're facing a half million uh, soldier uh, uh, force of Russians ready to attack eastern uh, Ukraine again. We have got to get over this president quickly. There is no way these investigations uh, should be running at uh, business as usual pace. These have to be urgent. They have to be daily. The program has to be hourly if they are to have an impact before circumstances get out of our control. Lou, how do people get to the uh, to your podcast? Uh, because I love it, and I know our audience does. How do they get to the podcast, and how do they get to your writings and uh, other material on social media? Well, uh, go to Amazon and look at a, a career of books, uh, including The War on the Middle Class, by the way. Uh, Twitter and Truth, at Lou Dobbs. Uh, go to loudobbs.com to get the full experience. Uh, the Great America Show uh, is the podcast. Uh, we recommend it to you highly. Steve, can I say one thing? It's fantastic. No, by the way, yes, sir, sure. Because the rebuttal last night, uh, I I think that was a great insult to President Trump. Not mentioning his name when uh, Sarah Huckabee uh, went uh, to Iraq with the president and the first lady in the dark of night uh, for Christmas uh, with our troops. Uh, To not mention his name, uh, to talk about uh, new leadership uh, it looked like the uh, the Governor's Association had uh, written uh, that much of that speech and aligned themselves with uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, it was a shame. Uh, I think in other ways it was terrific speech, but in that lack of respect to, uh, to POTUS, uh, unacceptable, and I would hope that there would be I, some yeah. uh, something you could make it right. Here, listen. In my, in I was on the live chat last night, as the uh, as the uh, our uh, team was running the um, the um, live chat. We had I don't know twenty seven, thirty thousand people during Huckabee's. I kept saying, "Say his name, say his name." It was an insult to President Trump. She does not exist politically if it's not for President Trump. That speech, I thought the speech was terrible. It goes into the wokeism, and that's all interesting. But you got to get to the heart of the matter. The heart of the matter is the debt ceiling, the CCP. If you're going to give a counter speech, you got to talk about important issues. Don't get me wrong. The wokeism is, is very important. But it's not quite the heart of the matter right now, right? It's not the heart of the matter. She does do. not exist. And the reason is she's just not she, – she's not intellectually capable of going to the heart of the matter, right? Let's be blunt. Um, I, and But I mean, given the fact that Trump had made her – made her – hang on – made her to not say go, – to go out of his way – her way not to say his name and then to tell the story about F, uh, uh, the, the trip to Iraq and not say his name in the story of the trip was outrageous. And you're right. This was like written by Ron DeSantis and the entire RGA, Lou Dobbs. It's, it was a metaphor for what uh, the donor class is trying to do to Donald Trump right now. That is, use his four years as president as a template and model uh, for a, uh, a rhino uh, presidency. Uh, that they can control. The issues today are not much different uh, than 2016 uh, when President Trump was running and elected. Uh, They can't stand it, that they can't control him, and that he is, in point of fact, an America first patriot. Uh, He means it when he wants to make America great, and he has proven uh, that he will deliver. Uh, He has implemented, executed, and achieved as president of the United States, and I think like no other, 
uh, in modern history. And the only crooks we found in all of those investigations and special counsels and impeachments, as you well know, I, I mean, Steve, the only people, the only wrongdoing was, well, the Department of Justice, FBI directors, FBI agents, uh, the attorneys of the DOJ, the intelligence community, but not one instance of wrongdoing on the part of the man they were trying to bring down. And that's that is the essence of what the nation faces. Donald J. Trump. Lou Dobbs, uh, thank you. And thank you for bringing that up at the end. I appreciate that, sir. I Lou thank Dobbs, you. The great, and always the great, great to Lou see Dobbs. you. Thank you, brother. Um, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're a little backed up because we had to get into, into some depth of the different issues in front of us. We're going to talk about CPAC when we get back. I got Ben Harnwell, explosive story uh, by Seymour Hirsch about Russia and Ukraine. Jack Posobiec is going to be up for that. We have Congressman Ralph Norman. Uh, we are locked and loaded for hour two. 90-second break. Want everybody to hang around. We're going to fire off the football in a big way. Next. Only in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 